Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of my podcast called Hannah's Song of the Week. My name is Hannah, and the song that I can't seem to get out of my head this week is Talking to Myself by Gatlin. Before I move on to the song this week, I have a couple of announcements to start off this episode. First, thank you to everyone for all of the love on the first episode of this podcast. I had a lot of fun making it, and I'm really happy that so many of you enjoyed listening to it. Second, this podcast should be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, so please go rate and review so we can get this podcast to more listeners. And I will be posting a link to my new episodes on all of my social media. I'll link my socials in this episode description. Third, after some brainstorming, I've decided that every month, or maybe every other month, I will add a bonus episode for the week discussing one of my favorite albums of all time. These episodes will be longer, as they will allow me to go into more depth on one specific artist and talk about multiple songs. Song of the Week really allows me to talk about the music that I'm currently listening to, while Album of the Week will allow me to discuss some of my favorite songs that I listen to all the time. Look forward to seeing the first of these bonus episodes either at the end of this month or at the start of June. Once again, this week I'm going to be discussing the song Talking to Myself by Gatlin. And I think this is one of those times where I can pretend that I have a very obscure taste in music because Gatlin only has a very small arsenal of songs, but they each kind of have a very similar vibe to this one. So if you like this song and what I talk about today, you should definitely check out the rest of her music. Overall, I immediately could not get the hook of this song out of my head. This song was always on repeat lately. I found the song on Spotify's indie pop playlist, so if you really like the sound of this song, you should definitely go check out that playlist because it has a bunch of cool songs on there. The lyrics of this song are really relatable and easy to follow, and the song itself is actually pretty chill and relaxing, but it does have a steady beat all the way through and has a very small beat drop in the chorus. So it's not like a mellow song that you can't dance to, but it's also not a crazy pop song to like bust a move to. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about Gatlin because I really knew nothing about her. And this is where my history research skills really came into play because she doesn't really have a Wikipedia page or anything really easily accessible on Google. But I found this article called Nashville Songwriter Gatlin Charts Personal Evolution Through Music, written by Celia Hutton. And you can find that on Audiofilm's website. So her full name is Gatlin Thornton, but her artist's name is just Gatlin. She's actually 21 years old. Maybe one day I will talk about an artist who's older than me, but she grew up singing in church choir, which I think a lot of young musicians do. She actually had the intention to go into Christian contemporary music, but fell in love with the modern folk pop world when she moved to Nashville. She moved to Nashville in 2017 to study religion at Belmont University, but quit after two years to become a singer-songwriter, and I think we're all the better for it. She describes herself as a toned-down Maggie Rogers, and if you don't know who Maggie Rogers is, you definitely need to look her up after you listen to Gatlin's music, because then it will make a lot of sense. A lot of her music influence is from the indie pop slash folk pop music genre, and I'll be honest, I had no idea that folk pop was a genre in music, 
but it, it makes sense. It, you can you can hear it. Her first big signal was curly hair, and in this song, she tackles the transition she had to make when she moved to Nashville because she grew up in a very small, conservative world. And when she moved to big city Nashville, she met a lot of people from different walks of life and realized that there was an inner conflict between what she was taught growing up and what the reality of the world actually is. And you can see that in play in her early music. It has a lot of folk pop vibes to it, and it's probably a little more conservative than her newer music. So let's get into the song Talking to Myself. Overall, this song is about missing someone so much that you pretend that they're there with you anyway. And while this song has a great music melody that we will talk about later, her lyrics are really where she shines in this song. So the verses start out with her describing what the person who's now gone from her life means to her. The first verse starts with the lyrics, like a movie that you can quote almost every line, like a t-shirt that you have washed about a thousand times. I I love it when lyrics are very practical because these two metaphors are very relatable. I think we all have a movie that we know all the words to that's almost like our comfort movie and we also have a comfort t-shirt. So she's really trying to get at to us that this person in her life was like her comfort. In the second verse though, she goes, I could replay all your voicemails, but it's not the same. But at least then I could always hear you say my name. So the first verse kind of described this person as her comfort person, while the second verse is kind of telling the audience that she misses this person and that nothing will ever be the same unless this person is in her life. Then after the verses, we go into the pre-chorus, which sounds just like what it's called. It's kind of like the build-up to the chorus, but it isn't the chorus just yet. However, her pre-choruses are both the same each time. So after the verses, she goes, I get used to your voice like it was my own. Now there's kind of a void. I'm totally fine though. In these pre-choruses, she's telling us that this person is gone and that they made a huge impact on her life and that she was used to always having them around, but now that she doesn't, she doesn't really know what to do. And in the chorus, she tells us, what she's doing now that this person is gone. So the chorus goes, this is the part where I start losing my damn mind. This house is way too quiet. And I know the walls would never tell, but lately I've been talking to myself. What if I play pretend you're holding me again? We're laughing in my head, but I know that there's nobody else. And I've just been talking, talking to myself. So in the chorus, this is the reality of the, her situation. She is losing her mind, talking to herself, and no amount of playing pretend will ever fill the void of this person who's gone from her life. She's showing us that even though she's playing off like she's fine, she really isn't. And then we get another verse, pre-chorus and chorus, and then when we get to the bridge, it's when I think she kind of makes a turning point in the song, like most songs, that's kind of what the bridge does. The artist realizes something that they've been trying to avoid for the entire song. Because in the bridge, she asks the other person directly, do you talk to yourself too? And I think it's in this moment that she's trying to be like, I'm not crazy because you have to be talking to yourself too, right? But I think the reality is, is that the other person isn't talking to themselves and that makes her sad. So that's kind of like the the theme of the song here is that she's alone and she's talking to herself because she misses this other person. And I love that the lyrics give us that very clear picture. Like, I feel like I didn't have to bring in any of my English classes that I took in college to <laughs> decipher these lyrics. And I think that the melody and the instrumental of the song go really well with these lyrics. So the song starts off with a very mellow beat and a hook that will get stuck in your head. It's a very simple, like, there's nothing really new or crazy that she's doing with the chord progressions of this song, but she still draws you in with a good hook, and it's that good hook that stays in your head. The song itself has 
a huge indie pop sound to it, less more of the folk pop from some of her earlier sounds that I think you might get whiplash if you listen to those. But indie pop, I think I've come to realize is probably my favorite genre of music. I always tried to deny myself the luxury of loving pop music, saying like, oh, pop music is trivial, it's silly, you know, it's dance monkey like kind of music. But when I finally kind of got over that idea that pop music wasn't good music, I realized that indie pop is actually really good music and that it's okay to like a song just because it has a good melody that you like singing to. And this song definitely does that. It also has a very good drum beat. It's not a bit like an intense rock and roll drum beat, but it keeps your head bobbing. And if you listen to my last episode, you will know that if a song has a good drum beat or a good bass line, I instantly love it. And so talking to myself fits that criteria with its drum beat. There's also this part of the song that it's kind of hidden if you don't listen really well, but if you're like me and you've listened to a song a billion times, then you can hear every corner of that song. Uh, but it's between the break of the pre-chorus and the chorus, there's like this little drum beat that makes me just really happy every time I hear it. Um, and it makes me want to play like air drums in the air, you know? Uh, and it's, I don't know what it's played on. I think it's like a snare or something maybe with a higher pitch. I don't know. I don't really know drums well. And this is technical term. It goes like this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> anyway, that's just something to look for when you're listening to this song for the first time. I think her vocals fit this song perfectly because it's kind of a mellow song. There's not a lot of belting. And if you're listening closely, her voice kind of does have this tiny folk twang to it that lets you know she's from Nashville. But I really like how that meshes with the more poppy side of the song. The harmonies to the song as well are kind of kept at a minimal, but they are there with some oohs and background vocals. But like I said, I think this song is supposed to be very mellow and comforting, I feel like, because she feels like she's lost the comfort of this person from her life. So this song kind of gives her something to be comforted by. And that's shown with like the mellow beats and the mellow vocals and just the overall vibes of the song as well. So my favorite part of the song is probably the lyrics. They're really easy to understand, like I said, and they sound very conversational. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're sad lyrics, uh, but they do showcase good songwriting in my opinion. I, I do like songs that have a good songwriting base to them. I, I can enjoy a song that's like, oh, we're having fun, this is a fun and happy song, but some of my all-time favorite songs have good songwriting and good use of their lyrics. And this is what I really enjoy about Gatlin, and this is what I enjoy about a lot of new singer-songwriters that are out there on the scene, is that they're using less complicated metaphors, and instead they're kind of describing real-life events and day-to-day -day life. And I think this side of her songwriting is shown when she mentions, like, that the house is quiet and that she's replaying this person's voicemails. It's less allegorical and more, yeah, I'm talking to myself and I'm replaying his voicemails. And I think that makes the song a lot more personable. My favorite lyric is the first lyric to the chorus where she goes, this is the part where I start losing my damn mind. Because if you know me well at all, I sing to myself or I'll always kind of have a song in my head or even random lyrics that are stuck in my head. Uh, so lately, anytime that there's been a minor inconvenience in my life, I'll just sing that part of the song. I'll just go, this is the part where I start losing my damn mind. And I'll either do it quiet enough so that no one can hear me or I do it loud enough where people are like, what? are you singing? Uh, so if you've heard me sing that line lately, 
now you know why. Also, my favorite part of this song is the little tiny beat drop at the beginning of each chorus. It's just one of those things that make me really start like grooving and vibing to the song. And like I mentioned earlier with the little drum elements, when the beat drops, I kind of go ch -ch -ch in my head and I like play air drums in the air. Once again, it's a technical term. Also, if you're a very visual person, or you like music videos, I would definitely check out the music video for this song. It looks like something that Wes Anderson would direct if he used muted colors. It's very artsy, it's very cute, there's Beanie Babies, she's in like a tent, and I think it gets the idea of the song really well because she's all alone in her little tent and she's trying to distract herself and bring herself some comfort. Gatlin said it best herself that she's a toned down Maggie Rogers, so I'm gonna suggest if you like this song, you would like anything by Maggie Rogers. Specifically, though, to the songs that are very similar to this one, I would check out Alaska and The Knife but literally any Maggie Rogers song would do as well. If you like the song's theme, I would check out Cinnamon by Hayley Williams as it deals with, with this same similar idea of being alone, but with Hayley Williams' song, it's she's alone after being in a very traumatic relationship, and Cinnamon kind of looks inward on herself as she discusses how being alone has made her realize who she truly is as a human and as a woman. And if you like that concept, you should definitely check out her album, Petals for Armor, because the entire album is about her femininity and claiming her femininity after a really toxic relationship where she felt like that she couldn't be the true person and the true woman that she is. Lyrically, Gatlin is very similar to Phoebe Bridgers, who takes real-life experiences and puts them in her songs. You'll find, like, a metaphor or a simile in a Phoebe Bridgers songs, but most of the lyrics are like, I'm sad and I'm sitting on a bench. And that's, I just love that kind of songwriting a lot. Specifically though, I would check out the songs Kyoto and Garden Song if you really liked talking to myself. I would keep your eye out on Gatlin. While she has a very minimal amount of songs right now, she is going to be releasing a new EP. And I think that we can expect more bops like this one out of her new music. So the catchy hook, relatable lyrics, and captivating beats is why Talking to Myself by Gatlin is my song of the week. Thank you for listening to the second episode of Hannah's Song of the Week. If you like what you heard today, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to hear more of my ramblings on some of my favorite songs, make sure you come back every Friday, either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. And if you want to learn more about me and keep up to date with the podcast, you can check out the socials that will be linked in the episode description. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in. I hope you have a good week and listen to some good music and don't forget to treat people with kindness. Bye!